Finally. Another month. <laughs> we, have, <laughs> we have to go back to our regular schedule. I just realized I'm using my headset. So my, it's, it's fine. Oh. Uh, but, yeah, we need to get to our regular schedule. Because... Uh, um, well, we made a commitment, first of all, and we haven't been very faithful to that commitment. So hopefully we can get going again and release weekly episodes. Yeah, but we've been, from the episode schedule, we've been pretty consistent. The largest break comes from October 2020 till February 2021. But that was because you're moving. Makes sense. And then, and then after that, it was like monthly until another two month break between Makes March sense. and April, March and May. Makes sense. Yeah. So it's not too uh, bad. Yeah, it's not bad. Uh, so why don't you introduce the topic while I just quickly uh, plug in my mic if I can find it. Oh yes, so uh, today's topic is a bit of a hot-button issue. Uh, like always on the Evercast, we like to touch on uh, very uh, issues that, you know, affect the larger population, at, you know, the majority population at large. And this one affects us as Muslims more often than not, uh, although hasn't really affected me, but it has, I, I can tell, it probably has affected um, relatives and um, friends of mine. Uh, Islamophobia. And um, is it a manufactured term by the media, or um, is there some truth to it, or is there a, a lot of truth to it? That's that's what we're here to dissect on the podcast. Uh, can you um, hear me, by the way? Yep. Okay, good. Because I, I just I just plugged in my mic. All right. Anyway, yeah. I keep going. Thank yeah, you. that's what we're here to dissect on the podcast. Whether um, you know politicians' intentions, the media's intentions, um, are they faithful in you know? bringing to light Islamophobia and uh, the plight of Muslims in this country and around the world. Politicians' intentions, are they ever good? <laughs> that's, that's, do, we, do we really need to answer that question? <laughs> I don't think we need to answer that question. I just, I'm just... I think I'm just uh, answering my own question. <laughs> yeah, but but anyway, uh, I think I think uh, where where this topic really came to mind was the incident a couple of weeks ago now, uh, where a Muslim family was unfortunately killed by someone who drove into them while they were out for a walk, and the police supposedly found or, or, or concluded based on what they uh what they could perceive and what they what they found uh that 
the person who drove his car into this family was motivated by his hatred towards Muslims. So I, I think after that is where uh, the idea for this topic sort of uh, made it into the scope of the every cast. Of course, us being Muslims ourselves, it's important to talk about. So, yeah, why don't we just get into it? Whoa, it's actually a month ago. month ago? Yeah, June 6th. Ah. Wow. Oh my Time gosh. flies. <laughs> yeah, so, uh, I don't know, like, from the... It all kind of seemed a bit fishy to me, but I, I, I think let's start from my own experiences with Islamophobia in general. Yeah, that's a good start. I think um, with my own experiences, I've I've not really experienced much direct, even indirect, um, Islamophobic actions to myself. Uh, I've seen like a few crazy people, but I mean, who hasn't seen a few crazy people on the street? Right. <laughs> <laughs> like, there's always going to be mentally ill people on the street, and you can't really take that at you know face value for Islamophobic uh, gestures or actions towards yourself. But personally, I think our family, uh, myself in general, we living in Canada for the last thirty years more even with their with our parents and uh, grandparents even more I, I think I'd like to safely say that there hasn't been much Islamophobic comments and gestures and actions directed towards us that's what I, I from my personal experience anyway and I think that brings to light Okay, actually, you can go go ahead with your experience before I continue. Uh, yeah, my my experience is more or less the same. I've never personally, as a Muslim man, experienced any kind of direct... Uh, well, actually, uh, I've told the story on the podcast before, uh, the whole Ottawa incident where... Uh, not not while I was living in Ottawa, but this was like, uh, like a decade ago now, where we went to visit uh, some family in Ottawa... Uh, we stopped at Bayshore Mall. I I bought that umbrella. Oh yeah. Katana one, and then uh, someone thought it was a gun, and then they called the cops. And of course, I, I didn't think much of it at the time. But then, it really got me thinking when uh, I got back to Scarborough, and there was this person with the same exact umbrella in in, in the case, uh, and she was taken onto bus onto the bus, and no one really made much of a big deal. So I, I really thought at, at that time uh, that, okay, well, uh, maybe uh, I got the cops call on me because I'm a brown guy. Yeah. And it looks like <laughs> I'm holding uh, kind of, uh, a weapon. But honestly, it, it, it didn't bother me too much. It is what it is. Uh, but other than that, I haven't really experienced a whole lot of direct... Uh, Islamophobia. I do remember uh, being in the parking lot of Canadian Tire and some whack job drove by and, and called my mom a terrorist because she was wearing a niqab, but yeah, that 
these these incidents, these racist incidents, these Islamic phobic incidents, they're they're very few and far between. Because honestly speaking, most people in Canada aren't like that. And going back to our our podcasts that we did on racism and and police brutality, this. This archaic mindset of, of racial superiority or, or religious superiority of one group over over another, it's not as prevalent today as it was like 40, 50 years ago. You know, this is in the 1960s, you know, where the, the white family will call the cops uh, on, you know, some random pro. A colored person walking through their neighborhood. Of course, that still happens, but it isn't. It isn't as uh, prevalent as it was uh, all those years ago. Oh, I, I know. Like, um, sorry, I, I tried to my phone. Oh, okay. yeah, but, but go on, go on. Yeah, like you said, um, with even with our family, there there are a couple of isolated incidents where some homeless or mentally ill people have, you know gestured to us because we were because we were visibly Muslim and uh, like my sisters they all wear well, most of them wear a hijab and uh, I think I have when they went to Florida once they told me that like somebody threw a, like a slice of ham at them for some reason uh, that was odd so I was like okay that's interesting <laughs> what do they think what do you think was gonna happen we're gonna evaporate or <laughs> yeah <laughs> So I mean, it happens, but like, it's it's kind of rare. It's very rare. On a, on a on a bit of a more humorous side note, I, I remember reading a post where someone's like, you know, we should we should just start telling Islamophobes that you know, like, we don't like cookies or something, and maybe they'll they'll start leaving leaving cookies at like masjids. <laughs> now that way, we can get like free food from them. It's like, hey, we don't we don't like this. You know, we can't eat this. It's against our religion. And then, you know, say with, like, donuts or something, and then we'll go buy, like, a box of donuts, leave it at the doorstep of a masjid, thinking, ha-ha, I'm making fun of the Muslims because they can't eat this, but in secret, we can actually eat the donuts. We're just getting free food. <laughs> that would be quite Oh, yeah. <laughs> go on. <laughs> well, I don't think that would go well with that. <laughs> Deceiving the public. <laughs> <laughs> I, don't <know>. That's <laughs> I don't know. It's just funny, like the way um, some people. But I mean, they're kind of asking for it if they, <laughs> if they throw ham at us. If you think about it. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I, I guess I guess we could uh, briefly touch on Islamophobes themselves. Uh, well, I mean... <clears throat> most yeah, most of the time they're they're uneducated people. Right, as is the case with uh, zealots on on our own side, people who uh, take things a little too seriously, a little too fanatically, uh, they tend to be more uneducated people. They're uh, ignorant people, and a lot of the times when when these people are exposed to uh, someone of a group they despise, they tend to lose, um, you know, their negative notions 
and they t- and they tend to sort of uh, uh, yeah, my, my words are leading me today. They they tend to you know become more acceptive of the populace that they uh, so uh, used to hate. Uh, so it's it seems yeah. to be a matter of of just getting over your ignorance, right? When you remain willfully ignorant of a group, uh, and this this goes for everything, really, Islamophobia, racism, uh, the whole the whole the whole nine yards thing. You know, people who are like that just need to be exposed to uh, more members of the community that they hate. I mean, I guess the most famous story of this is uh, that that black gentleman who who uh, who didn't infiltrate the, the KKK, but I, oh god, what was the exact story? Like, he spoke to a lot of KKK members, and he actually managed to change their view. I, I forgot his name, but it's a, it's a very famous story. So, I you know, on that, it's all about. I don't. I don't blame. I don't hate these people. You know, these Islamophobes. I mean, they're just people with with fears and whatnot. These are the people who turn on TV, right? And they see all the the heinous acts that these fanatical uh, Islamist groups are are committing. Like you know, like Taliban, uh, uh, ISIS. Uh, and there's a whole plethora of of fanatical Muslim groups out there, unfortunately. And you know, the media loves to capitalize on violence, on tragedy. So when when one of these groups strike out um, at at an innocent population, uh, groups like CNN or even Fox, yeah, you know, take that story and run with it. And of course, the viewers tend to be uh, these people. Who are also, you know, Islamophobes or racists, and that only exacerbates or confirms in their mind the 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 views that they had towards, uh, you know, Muslims or, or other groups too. So I don't I don't blame these people. I, I just think it's a matter of of integration, of of actually, you know, communication, communicating with each other, and stuff like that funny that you mentioned integration I think I um, I remember I was sort of quasi interviewed uh, for a university report <laughs> by one of uh, my sister's friends and they, they wanted to know um, life as a uh, brown Muslim man and I kind of brought up a perspective of uh, basically integrating with society and um, um essentially showing a positive constant positive light and showing your best self to um the outside basically the outside community and um not in order to combat uh negative notions and negative uh, preconceptions that people have in their minds mm-hmm. and I think that's what we are actually put on the earth to do really like we're supposed to um integrate within society and it's kind of our our job as um as actually in our religion in islam 
to uh, to mingle and to get to know one another despite our differences and in religion and race and culture. Right. And, and yeah. Go on. Go on. Sorry. And I feel like a byproduct of not integrating is actually creating these uh, sort of they they call it um, segments of um, Islamophobic and ignorant populations uh, because basically we if we if, if we continue to live in our own bubble everyone lives in their own bubble their safe space if, if you think about it that's only fueling more Islamophobia to arise mm -hmm. I don't know, that, that's just what I think, and I, and I think that's a very interesting perspective because a lot of people, they don't think about it that way, and uh, they think that maybe it's victim-blaming, but... It's it's not, it's not, though, in, in reality. I mean, at some point, you have to acknowledge that the problems in the Muslim world today are a big contributor to the conceptions of Islam around the world. I mean, of course people are going to be afraid when they you know of of uh, you know some people not not all people of course. I know some people are going to be afraid uh you know when they when they see a Muslim person you know, in my case well, uh, trying to rationalize what happened to me at Bayshore Mall. Of course they're going to be afraid when they see uh, a brown Muslim man uh, with something that looks like a gun because you know when, when you turn on the news almost every other day there's there's something going on in the Middle East you know there's there's uh, some incident that that's the result of, of the actions of, of, of one or another fanatical uh, Islamist group uh, of course you can go into the nitty gritty of, of the geopolitics of the Middle East but we're not going to do that <laughs> but of course, you know, trying to, I'm, I'm not, I'm not excusing um, Islamophobic behavior. Of course, I, I, we know we're Muslims here, and I, I think we should have made that clear from the get-go of this episode. Is that we don't, we don't condone Islamophobia in any way. Okay, uh, viewers, listeners, we're not making excuses here. But that being said, okay, part. Of the responsibility for quashing, uh, you know, Islamophobic notions, uh, to uh, to sort of help us as a community reach out and uh, you know bridge the gaps, right? Uh, to help these uh, people understand that hey, we're just people too, right? We're we're not terrorists, uh, we're not f fanatics, we're not zealots, we're just people who want to live in peace. Uh, here in Canada, we want to live together. And, you know, part of that is our own responsibility because, quite frankly, Muslim community in Canada doesn't do a very good job at that. We're very isolated. We keep to ourselves, which is not good, especially when we want to be active citizens in in Canada. I mean, it, it's it's getting better, getting a lot better for sure. I mean, uh, foundation, uh, our own, our local masjid, uh, Islamic Foundation, has a very, has a very good imam, Sheikh Yusuf Badad. He's very active in both the Muslim community and, and the non-Muslim community. So people like him, we need more people like him. We need more people to stand up and 
you know, reach out to other communities saying, you know, hey, we're your neighbors. We just want to get along. If you have any uh, preconceived notions of us, any negative preconceived notions of us, we want to dispel those myths and make you feel comfortable. Because, you know, if you keep silent, right, and this is, this is why it's important for imams uh, and Muslim spiritual leaders, Muslim leaders in general, to stand up whenever uh, terrorist attacks happen. Right, and people will disagree with disagree with me on this. I know for sure, and you know they're supposed to condemn them. You know that's not us. Okay, we are peace, peaceful people. We just want to live in peace. We don't want this violence. And you know these these fanatics, these these cultists, I, I call them ISIS and, and the Taliban and whatnot. They they do not represent Islam, and there's nothing to be afraid of. You know, you don't have to fear your Muslim neighbor. You don't have to hate your Muslim neighbor. Yeah. And <clears throat> I think when I look at um, Canada, I think I'm very thankful. At least we have the opportunity to make it, like, to make it better from now rather than um, wait until, like, when I look at situations like Europe and uh, I think... In Europe, I've seen a lot of places where the Muslim community is very isolated, like in their own uh, sort of suburb. Like they actually have <laughs> suburbs <laughs> in France. Europe is its own is its own thing. Honestly, yeah. if you were to discuss Europe and, and its relation with Islam, we'd have to go back centuries. I mean, yeah. those guys. <laughs> Those poor suckers <laughs> in Europe. Muslims are the boogeymen of, of Europe for like thousands of years, but or hundreds oh, yeah. of years. So, well, we'd have to that that in itself is a is a whole other topic. But yeah, it's it, it's a it's a a good example if you want to speak about it relatively. So uh, yeah, you have your commu- isolated communities in France who are not very good at sort of integrating. Uh, who just keep to themselves, and of course, uh, in France, there's a bit of anti-Muslim notion. Uh, uh, oh, because yeah. there, there, there's been a lot of a lot of uh, incidents with Muslim immigrants doing really stupid, horrible things, and honestly, you you can't like like I said earlier, you, you can't blame certain people. Uh, you know, uh, of course. Again, I want to reiterate this. I don't. I don't condone racism. I don't. I'm not making excuses, but you have to. You have to. At some point, you have to rationalize what's going on. You know that that fear they have of a certain group isn't entirely baseless. Of course, uh, this is this is discounting those those morons out there who believe in racial superiority. Okay, those those people aside, I'm just talking about people uh, who do who aren't necessarily racist, but just have these views because you know they're afraid. You know they they open the news, they 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 watch the news, they listen to the radio, and Again and again and again and again, every single day, you you have some incident with some idiotic Muslim guy doing something stupid, right? And and causing fear, and and causing people to be mistrustful. So you can't you can't entirely blame Islamophobes themselves. Like we've been saying this entire episode, it's it's on us. Part of it, it's on us to do better. We have to do better because. Despite what what all these liberals want to say, it's like, oh, you know, you guys are the victims, blah blah blah. It's not your fault. No, no, enough. But enough is enough. We are not victims. Okay, we are strong people, 
especially here in Canada, we have a we have a nice community. Why aren't we doing more? Why are we keeping to ourselves? Why are we not uh, embracing others? Why are we not becoming upstanding, upstanding as citizens, right? Why aren't there more Muslim politicians? Why aren't there more uh, Muslim community leaders? You know, we're we're so obsessed. I'm going to go on a bit of a, a, a diatribe here. <laughs> go ahead. Uh, why are we so obsessed with, with pushing our, our children into doing, you know, uh, STEM only, you know, science, technology, engineering, uh, all that stuff? You know, why is it only that? Why can't we tell our kids to, to get into politics if they have to, uh, to get into the arts if they have to, uh, to, to branch out and do, and do uh, you know, study uh, other topics that, that, that will help us as a community come closer to other communities. It doesn't have to be, you know, science, technology, math, you know, lawyers, stuff like that. And there needs to be more, right? Yeah, exactly. <clears throat> and I think that is a main is is like a major contributor to um, this sort of isolated isolated bubble that everyone seems to live in. They seem to be only obsessed with, uh, I'm going to be quite frank here, uh, with success and materialism, to be to be quite honest. Mm-hmm. And and I think that that's where the Muslim community, that's the root of the problems of the modern Muslim community at large in the world. I, th- I feel like if you, look, if you dissect it and you go down to a grassroots level, it starts from uh, from there. Right. There's this there's this obsession with individualism, right? The sense of community within our own community, it's it's just not there. It. I mean, on the surface, it, it looks like it is. I mean, you go to the masjid, you pray you pray next to your to someone else. You go for jamaat. You see you see all those people at the masjid, but really, uh, when you break it down, there's there's nothing there right it's it's very superficial but while you know what we're doing and which 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 is why it's it's so important to to become more community oriented right so we could (laughs) express ourselves in a way that will dispel these these negative notions that people have of of islam and muslims and, and I guess uh, the different uh, racial groups that uh, are under the umbrella of being Muslim, but I, I don't know. I it's it's very tough, tough, uh, difficult topic to to tackle uh, when when you're when you're thinking of solutions. I mean, of course, we we expressed uh, of our own our own thoughts on what night what needs to be done, but. It's 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 a journey, right? Uh, it, it's not gonna change overnight, uh, it, and it's gonna require a lot of brain power, which is why it's so important for for Muslims in general to uh, the youth. I'm I'm talking about here, people, uh, kids going into university, to not necessarily pursue, uh, you know, that one path of of the sciences, right? You you need to we need to put ourselves out there to help. To help combat Islamophobia, right? It's it's not it's not only about looking at the other side and saying, "Hey, stop, 
being Islamophobic or stop being racist. Because guess what? That doesn't work half the time because people don't like being called racist or Islamophobic. Because guess what? They're going to fire back and say, you know what? I don't like you because you, you people do this. You people do that. You people do that. And part of that retaliation is absolutely true. Well, you know what they say. You know, you know why they say, you know, why are you people blowing yourselves up? Right? You know, why do you people uh, kill other people for no reason? You know, why do you strap on, uh, why do some of your, your kin okay, you know, across the globe strap on uh, a sp- explosive vest, you know, go into the middle of a market and say, Allahu Akbar, blow themselves up, right? It, it, it happens. It happens a lot, unfortunately. And, you know, we, we can't, you know, sit there and cry, oh, it's Islamophobic, no, Muslims do that. It's a problem. It's a huge problem that you know, we as a community need to address. Because, like it or not, uh, brothers and sisters, I'm speaking to all the Muslims out there, yeah. we have a fundamentalist problem across the world. And there is, and I know I've said this before on the podcast, not all terrorists are Muslim. Oh, sorry, not all Muslims are terrorists, but all terrorists are Muslims. There, There is a truth, partial truth to that statement, okay? Most fundamentalist <laughs> groups, the most dangerous ones in the world today, unfortunately, come from our own community. And again, it all, it all boils down to our, our failures as a community to not stop it. You know, what are we doing? We're not doing anything. We're saying, oh, you can't do that, right, to the youth, to the troubled youth. Stop doing this. Stop doing that. That's haram. This is haram. Why aren't you, why aren't you explaining, uh, you know, their religion to them in a way that's, that's not so heavy-handed? You know, you're making it so difficult. You're not, you're not teaching them. You're scolding them. And people don't like to be scolded. And, and, and when, you, when you sort of force these views onto someone without any proper explanation, without compassion, without, you know, the proper, uh, uh, oh, well, oh, I, I had the word, uh, teaching, uh, pe- pedagogical approach, yeah. right? It's not going to work, right? You're just going to push them away. And if you, if you break down, if you break down the sort of demographics, uh, of, of, you know, uh, terrorists, they're all, they're just Trump, they're troubled youth. A lot of them, you know, the, a lot of people who go overseas to join ISIS, to join the Taliban, they're, they're troubled young men who, who drink, who smoke, who do drugs, right? They, they aren't practicing Islam properly. I mean, and, and, and I urge anyone to, to, you know, to try this, you know, look up any article of, of a terrorist attack, right? Uh, let's take uh, the the Orlando nightclub shooter. Uh, what was the guy's name? Uh, I forgot his name. But <laughs> his, you know, when you when you look at the his background, what did he do? He wasn't a practicing Muslim. He did drugs. He partied hard. Did cocaine. Drank. Went to nightclubs. He was troubled. He had trouble with his own religion. And I'm willing to bet that people in our community in the muslim community weren't weren't so kind to him you know they weren't empathetic they weren't willing to to to, you know to take him in to help him with his problems they're just you know they're shunning him saying go away go away look at you uh you're you're filthy you're not a true muslim and come on 
what what what's gonna happen when you do that? You're just creating terrorists, right? Right. Yeah, and and I think even even when um, you have you mentioned that uh, we are like, we have this individualistic mindset even mm-hmm. even in that sense where we mm-hmm. want to perf- pursue our own goals and career aspirations which is fine but i think that there has to be more of an est- emphasis on community service at a grassroots level mm-hmm. and not only like um not only vote well it starts with vo- voting but i mean it's not only that i mean it's it's sort of um spreads to like community engagement um going going to like community council meetings volunteering in the community that's where it makes a difference for uh like for muslim in whereas as far as muslims are concerned as far as uh people's opinions and people's uh preconceived notions are concerned because i feel like right when we do show ourselves in that point of view and get active at a grassroots level people's opinions will change and then that's how we combat islamophobia we can say that okay then what about the uh thousands of muslims doing charity and relief work that's that's how you can combat uh uh islamophobic uh the mindset right it's it's not through words it's through actions you know actions speak louder than words if if people, uh, and this goes back to the whole news thing, if people are, are seeing every day that Muslims are blowing themselves up, what are they going to think? We're terrorists. But if they see every day that, you know, we're, we're being charitable, we're helping, we're, we're reaching out to those in need, you know, things are going to change, right? Actions speak louder than words. We can't, we can't simply... Um, of course, we can, we have to use built-in conjunction. Like I said, whenever these horrible uh, terrorist attacks um, committed by groups like the Taliban or ISIS or whatnot, when they occur, of course, you you need to stand up and say, no, that's not us, right? We we condemn that action. But in, in conjunction with that, like you said, we need to take action as well. We can't just sit on our butts and whenever something happens, you say that no, no, that's not us, and then continue to do nothing. And while more things, uh, more horrible things occur one after the other, we'll just say, oh no, no, that's not us, that's not us. But you know, people like saying, we'll be like, you know, what do you, what are you guys doing? You you talk is cheap. You you're saying that's not you, yet yet you do nothing, right? You're doing nothing. You're just in your own little sphere, uh, while your your brethren there are are doing more uh, negative things. So, you know, what What are we supposed to think, right? Yeah, exactly. They're not, we're not actually doing anything to combat those negative connotations. Exactly. I mean, it's easy to say that, oh, yeah, we can just, you know, ignore it and then, you know, go somewhere else. But then that would be the, again, that would be playing to our individualistic mindsets, putting ourselves mm-hmm. um, basically... Absolutely putting yourselves in, in a selfish position again in the line of fire for islamophobes yep which is why i i i hate i hate this this victimhood mentality that that the left is pushing onto not just muslims but just to minorities guys 
and I'm speaking to the minorities out there, stop embracing this ridiculous, this dogma, okay? We are not victims. Stop it. If you think of yourself as a victim constantly, you're going to be miserable. You're not going to do anything that is... Uh, that is... Uh, <laughs> good for you right you're, you're not going to bring yourself up you're going to be constantly putting yourself down because you're going to have this this negative worldview where you're like oh everyone's against me everyone's putting me down oh the white man is terrible okay <laughs> with that it's not going to help you thinking like that right you control your own life if you want to be a winner if you want to be productive shed that victim label all right stand up and say no i am not a victim all right i am my own person i can do whatever i want in this country because you can right there are so many successful muslims here i do not want to hear from any muslim person that we can't do anything because of Islamophobia, right? Because because of racism, right? Just how many Muslim doctors do we have? There are countless Muslims making money here. Muslim real estate agents, uh, Muslim lawyers. Just look at the right? So don't so don't <laughs> don't tell me that that the system is, is is putting you down, or that these racists are putting you down because the racists don't. Who are they? They're they're just people like you. They're the little guy, okay? They're not the rich millionaires. The rich millionaires don't care about anyone, regardless of, of skin color or or, or our religious beliefs. First of all, I want to get that out there. But uh, yeah, the, most of the racists, most of the the Islamophobes, they're ordinary people. You know, if you and if you want to to combat uh, negative notions about your own self, you have to get out there. And you have to be you. You have to do your own thing. You have to continue on with your life. You have to work hard and stuff like that. Otherwise, if if you just simply sit there and say I'm a victim, uh, and uh, you know these these outside forces preventing me from doing anything uh, to help my community, then it, it, things are just gonna stay the same. You know, Islamophobes are going to have their ammunition because you're just sitting there doing nothing while while our, our community faces this uh, this um, this extremism issue, right? So you need to do something. You know, shed that label. Uh, don't look at Islamophobia as some overarching outside force that is crushing you because it is not. Stop that nonsense. Because, like we said earlier, though it does exist... It is not as bad as it seems. These incidents, like like what happened a month ago to this Muslim family, tragic. It's unfortunate. It happens. Okay, we're we're not saying that it doesn't happen. Islamophobia definitely exists. It, some people have, uh, you know, bad feelings towards us. But if we're going to change that, we have to step up. We have to do. What we have to do, our own responsibilities, right? Um, reaching out to other communities, becoming more active in our own community, and just becoming more 
sort of upstanding citizens of Canada to just to sell these people that, hey, they, you know, when they, when they look at us, they say, you know, maybe, maybe they aren't all like that. You know, maybe the most of them are, you know, just like us, regular people, and they're not terrorists. Yeah, and then, that, exactly, that's, uh, that hit the nail on the head, actually. And um, I think, again, to end off, uh, I don't know, Actually, I can go on for a few more minutes. Um, what was I going to say? Oh, I think I lost my train of thought. <laughs> it's well, fine. Yes, they, <laughs> they are regular people. And um, basically, I think... Oh, now I, now I know where I left off. Yeah, that tactic of, um, you know, playing up the minorities as the victims... It can actually be used as a tactic of control from the uh, people in power, right? If you think about You're it, you're absolutely right, and that's and what it is politicians are and to do. I, 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 I don't want to get into conspiracy theory territory, but uh, this I don't think this this whole, this whole practice of 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 putting a victim label on every minority group it's very it's very nefarious, okay, and don't accept it because guess what it's it's a more powerful way it's a more effective way of putting you down than open racism because you will you will accept that victim label and you will continue to be miserable you will continue to have this negative outlook on life and you won't succeed you won't be successful if you look at all these successful people of color and you know uh, you know, re- regardless of uh, whether they're Muslim or not, I'm uh, speaking about minorities as a whole here. If you look at the most successful of these people, they don't consider themselves victims. They don't have the same views as some stupid college student. Okay, they they're like, no, I'm not a victim. I can be successful regardless of uh, of what goes on. So, do not accept a victim label, kids. You are not a victim. Here in Canada, you can do whatever you want and do not listen to these far leftists who say you are miserable. You are not miserable. And I, I just pointed at the screen as if someone was watching. <laughs> <laughs> so, so yeah. And even, so I, I wouldn't say it's even much of a conspiracy, conspiracy theory. Like, I think it's pretty open that um, politicians use these uh, dog whistle tactics to um, segregate um, communities and Biden with conquer. the help of the media. Yeah, exactly. That's, that's what the democracy... As, like, goes all the way back to the dawn of time. Divide and conquer. Exactly, yeah. It, instead of uniting under one banner, like, this is what they're, they're aiming to do. They're aiming to segregate us, um, make us think we're weak, and then basically subjugate it, us. It, it keeps you down. It keeps yeah. you down. You, they don't even need to subjugate you. You subjugate yourself because you, you think you're a victim. You think you're weak. You're like, oh, what can I do? I can't do anything, right? Yeah, exactly. Oh, uh, yeah. It's, so, yeah, please, people, especially to minorities out there, do not accept the victimhood label. You are not a victim. You can do whatever you want. Uh, what time are we at, by the way? Uh, we're at 43 minutes. All right, we should probably go you should probably wrap it up here, yeah. So why don't you, why don't you go start this off? You can also close us off. Yeah, so, like you said, um, kids out there, uh, teens, 
this is more directed at teens because I think as adults, even adults actually, young adults, mm. you guys just go out there and uh, excel in your life and believe in yourself and remember that um, if you do good to others around you, you can make a difference. Mm-hmm. You can change preconceived notions that uh, people have in their minds about Muslims, about brown people, people of color in general. And uh, yeah, like you said, you we're not victims here. We're, and you should not think yourself as a victim. Uh, you should believe in yourself. Yeah, that's what I gotta say. Yeah, uh, and again, just to reiterate this for like the third or fourth time, <laughs> Islamophobia exists. It's out there. But it is not the force some people think it is. Same thing goes with the racism, right? Both are intertwined. It exists. But guess what? We're not living in the 1960s. This ain't the 40s or the 50s, okay? This is the 2000s, 2010s, 2010s. Oh gosh. Or sorry, 2020s. We're almost close to right? Yeah, 2020s, jeez. <laughs> this Alright, people, Gosh. it's not as prevalent anymore, so please, stop acting like it is. And uh, yeah, I'm just gonna, I'm gonna end off there. So, thank you guys for listening, and again, we will try to put out these uh, podcasts on a weekly basis once more. Um, so yeah, tune in next time for whatever the topic is, we still haven't decided. Uh, but yeah, thank you for listening, and... What? Sorry. Just, I think it might lean towards partisanship. So, uh, yeah, maybe, maybe not. We have to decide. Anyway. Yeah, have to decide. Yeah, I'm not <laughs> sure. I'm not sure if our our permanent special guest would would enjoy that. But uh, I guess we have to let her pick a topic. Uh, <laughs> yeah, but yeah, okay. Oh yeah, we will see you guys next time. So sayonara and peace out. Yeah, please. Actually, yes. Please share this comment uh, podcast wherever you yes, see it. Yes, please do share. Please do share. Thank you. Okay. Thank you.